0: Get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Hey, folks, how are we doing out there?
1: Hey, everybody.
0: And we're back. Not we are. Here we go. It's like the Abba Costello routine. We're back. That's it. Who's, Who's on back? first? I don't know. He's on second. But we're back. We're both on third. From where?
1: No, no, no. Where's uh, across the street? Not third yeah. base. Now yeah. no. <laughs> It's not that kind of show. <laughs> no, I should hope not. Yeah.
0: All right. So let's tell everybody who we are. This is Tiki Central Canada. And I am Craig. I am your bartender for the hour and your uh, mixologist and um,
1: hopefully information. And I'm Cam. Uh, I'm somewhat of the everyman doofus. And uh, I'm hoping to learn a little bit today.
0: <laughs> give yourself a little more credit than that, Cam. Come on now.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Doofus. <laughs>
0: Exactly. How many have you had? I'm just kind of curious.
1: <laughs> no, no, this is me sober. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so wow,
0: uh, so I see the drunk inside of you. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah okay. you know, it's
1: time to get surly. But um, so, what are we going to talk about today, Craig? So today we're going to talk actually about the
0: Singapore Sling. Now, Singapore, Singapore Sling is a pretty famous drink. Goes is that around like when the you world.
1: Break your arm and uh, you're in Put Singapore. It in a sling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, I guess I never thought it from that perspective. That would be a Singapore sling. It would indeed. Yes, yeah. but actually, this is actually not a. Tr- this is actually a tropical drink. But guess what? It's not a tiki drink. You don't say. No, I thought all drink.
1: tropical drinks kind of fell into tiki.
0: No, no. Well the Drake tiki kids. culture, uh, the Trader Vic, the Dawn of Each Comer does, mm-hmm. does not fall into that category.
1: I see. Okay. Yes. Um uh so if it's not Maybe a tiki. Question. Well, yeah, so so why? Like like why doesn't it fall into that category? I mean I, I, I guess the underlying question is where does it come from then? Right. If it's not a tiki thing.
0: Yes. So let's give it some sort of the origin of where it came from. So sure. the Singapore thing actually is a gin based cocktail that came from Singapore. Big surprise. Let's go figure that. Yeah. Didn't yeah. come from Tijuana no okay. no now this drink was developed back in 1915 by neong Tom Boon mm. and he was a Chinese bartender that actually worked at a place called Long Bar which is actually in the Raffles Hotel and I guess this is a famous hotel in Singapore hmm. Raffles Raffles. Interesting like, name. Not, like ruffles, like the chips.
1: Yeah, well, I, I don't know. You know. I mean, know like, I mean? Like, like, do you get raffles <laughs> when you go
0: there? Do you, like, put your That's name it. in? Do you put and... your name in and hope you got to get a free hotel room oh, or something? Be beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, so the initial call for this, this drink and the simplicity of this drink actually used to be called the gin sling or hmm. the straight sling back in 1913. So before he created it and added all these other things to it, mm-hmm. it actually was kind of, you know, like we talked about before, you take a basic drink and then you add stuff to it.
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that's what it is. He basically took a gin sling or a straight sling and then added stuff to it to make the Singapore sling.
1: It's like movie sequels, right? It's like you take the basic uh, formula and you just add more explosions, more whiz-bangs, yeah, zippity-doo. Number two and
0: three never end up being the same as number one.
1: Uh, Empire Strikes Back is the best of the original three. Okay,
0: I got you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah You're right on that one. That yeah. was definitely for sure. Yeah.
1: But Counterpoint, Temple of Doom, worst of the first three.
0: Oh my... You know what? Actually, that's Steven Spielberg's worst—he even—he hates that movie. Oh, it's— And he it's, made the
1: movie. It is so, it's so racist.
0: also Too is so dark. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you look at the other two movies, they're more, like, kind of comical, adventure, upbringing, and funny, and adventurous. Yeah. And that one's more like this doom and gloom death, Child slavery. Child slavery yeah. process going yeah. on.
1: Get it together, Steven. Oh,
0: my goodness. So, anyways, so the recipe actually was published in 1922 in a book called Cocktails and How to Make Them
1: pretty original that's title that's a good
0: title yeah you, you, you took some long time to think that one through <laughs> yeah, No kidding. <laughs> but um actually the singapore sling even popped up in newspapers back in 1897 so oh, really again this is one of those drinks where it's kind of questionable so the singapore it, sling did yeah. oh so is it was it 1897 that the drink was created or was it 1915 okay it's one of those drinks it's a we talked bit about of before yeah. the mystique and okay we're not quite sure so there's like you know there's one story you can follow, or there's another story you can follow, and there really is no significance to which one is the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I now, getcha. a sling, you're going to ask, what is a sling? Mm-hmm. So, a sling is a term for a drink that is made back then in the 1800s, and it's basically sugar, water, spirits, and ice.
1: Okay so, okay. so, that's very simple.
0: Yeah. Now, so what's the difference between that and a cocktail? Right? So, remember, yeah. I think we talked about cocktail. Cocktail is sugar. Mm hmm. Water, which is the well, the ice actually, right? A spirit and Mm -hmm. a bitters, right? So, really, this is pretty close to actually the definition of Of a a cocktail. cocktail,
1: but not quite. It's like sort of just left of being a cocktail, exactly. Right?
0: So, the Americans are actually the ones who claimed to make the sling back in the 1800s. Now, the Europeans they had their own version of sling where they actually added other ingredients such as citrus, bitters, and other liqueurs, and therefore, same thing we talked about in Singapore. Then he also made. The Singapore Sling. So mm-hmm. he took a regular sling, added some citrus to it, some bitters to it, and some other liqueurs to it, and boom! Now you've right. got a Singapore Sling.
1: So is, is this like is one of the reasons it's kind of cocktail adjacent? Do is due to like uh, I mean we've talked about this before the kind of secrecy surrounding right. bartending, you know, like special drinks, particularly in tiki culture.
0: Yes. So no, it's not the same kind of thing. So what ended up happening was that Don De Beachcomber did have she have this on his menu, mm-hmm. and so did Trader Vic. Mm. So. Um, but the thing is, when Don and Peach Comer and Trader Vic came into play it was in the 30s and 40s. Remember, we talked about that.
1: Right. So, now, I mean, well, in that significantly later. I mean, even exactly. if we accept the 1915 date, the later 1915 yeah. date. So now that recipe's yeah. already out. Yeah. Right?
0: 1922 is published. Yeah. So, to these guys, like, well, we'll put it on menu because it's tropical, but it's not a tiki drink because it doesn't have that secrecy and the recipe's already out. Anyone can make it anyway. Right. So, in other words, I can get a Singapore sling at let's just say and just do it today's world like thank God it's Friday's or Casey's or Kelsey's or right, whatever right yeah where you can't get a zombie at a Kelsey's
1: understood or yeah a so you have to
0: go to a special bar to get a yeah. zombie
1: it's been a it, it's become a bit of like a staple of of even of everywhere uh, you go like family restaurants exactly. right okay. so that's
0: why they didn't consider it to be actually part of the Tiki culture because is you can
1: get it anywhere isn't right? that interesting now you know what's funny is that my mom who who doesn't really drink very much um, she really loves herself a Singapore slang. I think you told us before. This yeah. is like your mom's favorite drink. It is, yeah. It's it's quite interesting. I can't remember where she developed a taste for it, but it may have been in like Paris or something, which just sounds ridiculous. But, uh, Europe, well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, the recipe actually, for a while, actually uh, was stopped being
0: made. Like the drink actually was stopped being made for a while. Oh. Uh, in the 40s and 50s, and actually was actually the recipe was forgotten.
1: So so and I mean this is right. Well, okay, forty fifty. So this is just around the tiki culture. Yeah, right?
0: like just before, just after, like like around the tiki culture time okay, being created. Yeah. Right. So the recipe actually was kind of forgotten. It actually, so was why? not being made. So because reason- I mean it's a
1: tasty damn drink. I gotta oh, yeah, say, it's yeah. Made yeah, correctly for sure. Yeah.
0: Now the reason why for the most part is because in the forties vodka was introduced mm. to the U.S. culture, okay. the North American culture. So when you use vodka, all of a sudden all these gin drinks that we know are right. now obsolete. And like a vodka, yeah, yeah, like like it's, it's it's the old school kind of thing, Yeah, it's old school, so let's try these new drinks.
1: Like, so does a vodka, and I simply don't know, but would a vodka Singapore sling taste significantly different than,
0: um, I'm, Imagine it would Have let, less zing. I, well, I think so because of the juniper, right? Uh-huh, That's exactly. a big huge. They yeah. say gin is infused vodka. When right. Think about it, right? Right, 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 right. So, yeah, if you take out the juniper, I think I'm pretty sure that would taste take, affect the taste of how it's mm-hmm. going to come out. Like okay. the output, right? Yeah. so uh, yeah, so the Tiki culture took it off its menus mm-hmm. and so therefore the drink was kind of forgotten and wasn't made as often.
1: right. So we've been talking about the Singapore sling for a little bit here yes. um, and we've been talking a little bit about some of its ingredients, particularly yes. the booze yes uh, but but and and we've also spoken about uh, its progenitor, the the gin sling. yes. What the hell does a Singapore <laughs> sling consist What's in of? A Singapore sling. You got that? You right. Yeah.
0: Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you two recipes. And the reason why I'm going to give you two recipes is because remember we talked about before. That some of these recipes are questionable—the the origin or not, 1915 sure. or 19 or 1897.
1: Yep. yep. Now,
0: also, two the drink actually disappeared for a while. Mm-hmm. So, through my research, I found that when it came back up, and people wanted this drink to be recreated and come back into the the society, and mm-hmm. like, "Well, what's the recipe?" We're well, like, well, "I don't know." Hmm. So, some people guessed what the recipe was. Sure, yeah. There's a, a story I read where apparently it was written on a napkin in the 1930s, and then someone <laughs> found it in the 1950s, uh. saying, oh, well, here's the recipe, original recipe, because someone wrote it on a napkin, like one of the relatives or something.
1: So... I'm pretty sure that that's how Oppenheimer developed the nuclear bomb.
0: Oppenheimkin? Yeah.
1: Just drew a circle and a lot of lines going yeah, different p- directions? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah.
0: This is a center. This be called, what's it called? Uh, ground Zero. This yeah. is Ground Zero right here. <laughs> you do not want to stand on Ground Zero. Yeah,
1: I have become chief at Destroyer of Worlds. Yeah.
0: All right, so we're going to go over Boone's recipe and okay. we're going go over another recipe. So okay. Boone's recipe is, one, and this is also be in the destroyer. Description, by the way we always do this all mm-hmm. the time. on
1: the website yes yeah.
0: exactly so uh one and a half ounces of gin a half ounce of cherry her- herring which is like a kind of a brandy okay
1: but not to be confused with the fish no not the, not the fish okay no, so no. so folks whatever you do don't go out and buy a piece of fish do not blend herring with cherries and then place it into your drink
0: that's right no fish okay <laughs> Hey, hey! It's important, uh, you know.
1: This is just important. I, I'm just, I'm just saying that how it is, obvious. You know? yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No herrings.
0: No herrings. Okay. Okay. Uh, quarter
1: ounce of Cointreau. So okay. So so I'm sorry I interrupted, but one okay. and a half ounces of gin, half ounce cherry hearing, a quarter ounce of Co- a Co- a Cointreau, uh-huh. a quarter ounce of Benedict, Benedictine,
0: Benedictine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know it's B and B. That's how I know it, <laughs> right? And that's not bed and breakfast. That's actually the drink. Yeah. Uh, four ounces of pineapple juice, mm. a half ounce of lime juice. So you see, this is already a lot of ingredients. Yeah, this is, this is a big glass. Yeah. Um, well not a big glass, it's a lot of ingredients. Yeah. A third of an ounce of grenadine. So that's where you get that kind of
1: color. The maraschino. The color yeah, look, yeah. And a
0: dash of bitters. Okay. So now the other one we're going to do is called the Smuggler's Cove recipe.
1: Great Okay. Yeah. Yes.
0: So that is one and a half ounces of gin. Mm-hmm. A half ounce of cherry liqueur or brandy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a quarter ounce of the Benedictine. Mm-hmm. Simple syrup, yours uh, your simple syrup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lime juice, mm-hmm. soda water, regular bitters, and then orange bitters. So, nice. this is a very complex drink. Either mm-hmm. way you put it, this is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So Python. The reason why it's not made very often, yeah. Well, hang on. Let me get all the recipe. It here. takes some effort.
1: Yeah. No. I, and it, it's funny actually with my mom because she'd often be like, "Why is my drink taking so long?" So now I know. Now you know yeah, why. I'll be yeah, able to yeah, explain yeah, it to yeah. her. That's cool. Um, so it seems to me then that that the major difference, other than neither of them, well, this would be a similarity, I suppose, neither of them having any fish in them, um, is Thank that, God for that you know, yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but the, the Smuggler's Cove recipe, I noticed, doesn't have any pineapple juice.
0: Correct. So what happened was that a lot of the tiki bars back in the days would add pineapple juice in the fifties and sixties because the general public saw tiki drinks as something sweet in that you didn't taste the alcohol. Okay. So back in the fifties, sixties, it was like faux pas. to so like, wow, oh, I taste that gin or hey, I taste that vodka. Right. You kind of added fruit, like pineapple juice or orange juice or something in there to the tiki drinks because that's what they want. Right.
1: They're looking to get blitzed. Without, you know what I mean? uh, So I don't yep. want to
0: taste it. Right. No. Um, and I think me and you talked about that before on one of our other podcasts that some of the drinks got simplified in some ways during that stretch because mm-hmm. while well, it was more about let's get drunk and I don't want to need to worry about tasting the alcohol, but let's get drunk and,
1: and get sloppy. The quality of the drinks went down. Wasn't right? so important. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Flashbacks of uh, my, my early 20s. <laughs> yeah, I guess
0: we all went through this stretch, right? Where yeah. it's like, Sure, it's a good quality drink. Just give me five of them, will you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Just keep them coming, will you? I'll take twelve. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's funny What's because taking you so long huh? because like
1: like definitely when I was younger, uh, if I was getting you know like let's say I was getting like I don't know something terrible like a rum and coke or something like that, I just wanted to taste the coke. It'd be like oh, it tastes like watered down coke. Yeah, uh, and it's not as good as regular coke, but you know, it tastes like pop. Um, but now I I, I actually sort of appreciate a a more alcohol flavored drink um like as you know i mean obviously not just like straight whatever for the most part but but partly just because it reminds me okay i'm drinking alcohol yeah um, you actually get so your money's worth yeah right? well 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 you're, well you're getting your money's <laughs> worth but also it's like
0: it's an alcoholic drink.
1: It's an alcoholic drink, and I'm going to pace myself because I am a semi-responsible adult.
0: That's right. I mean, you know? uh, I'll give you an example. So I do some parties sometimes, and we do some sh- uh, rounds of shots mm-hmm. and stuff like this. And a lot of the, some of the shots I make are so sweet that you don't, actually don't taste the alcohol. Right. And they'll tell me, oh, my God, this is dangerous because, you know what, I can have like 12 of these right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But they know
0: there's alcohol in there, yeah. right? So they're like, okay, I need to slow down. <laughs> no, it's
1: all part of growing up, I suppose. Yeah, I know, I know.
0: Yeah. Also, too, but I think that through time, our uh, our palates more mature too, and that we want to taste the differences. Mm-hmm. Like, say, in gins. Like, me and you've had these conversations about gins mm-hmm. and different kinds of floral well, yeah. notes or what other hints of everything else we're getting in there. And, and
1: th- th- well, th- this was actually going to be my next question: yes. is is what type of gin should you be using? in this type of beverage i'm guessing yes it's probably a more dry gin because there's already so many other flavors and exactly
0: stuff. you don't want something that's got a lot of floral notes to it you mm-hmm. want something that's like basically like a london dried gin or something
1: Okay, like yeah that. like the standard so like-
0: you want to do you can either do bar rail or top shelf mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that it's a gin that's basically kind of neutral
1: okay right now i've, I've heard those terms before yes bar rail and top shelf yes I I have a fairly clear sense of what top shelf is but bar rail has always o- honestly to my mind bar rail has always produced the image uh, and you'd see it in like old like Bugs Bunny cartoons where there'd be like the hard on his luck guy I who love would I mean you associate
0: would, the Bugs Bunny to yeah all yeah yeah stories. where where
1: where like you know he'd be sitting at like the far end of the bar and the bartender's on the other side, and he'll say, like, give me a vodka straight, and he just puts his hand out onto the bar surface itself, and yep. then, then the glass slides, slides from the other end, and bang. Into his, into his yeah. hand. Yeah, and so that's how I've always imagined bar rails, um, but, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. You know, I'm going to try
0: it someday and see what happens. Uh, I'm sure. Crash. Ron, yeah. Ron like, what are you doing? Stop Why throwing are you... drinks around. Yeah. Will you? <laughs> You're breaking glassware. What the yeah. hell? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to do bar rail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do I look like Daffy Duck? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Holy
0: God. Get some respect right here. <laughs> so the difference between bar rail and top shelf. So let's just explain with bar rail. Bar rail actually is what the term, the word says bar and it's a rail. So hmm. when you're at a bar and you're looking at the bartender and he's at a station, mm-hmm. usually you'll have his, you know, his, his garnish and his glassware beside him.
1: Right. And this is sort of like on the far, like as the customer, it would be on the far side of the bar. On, the, on his, yeah. on the
0: bartender right, side. Right, right. Right. Then there's usually like an ice well. You'll see him. You'll hear mm-hmm. the ice kind of going <sighs> to the glass. Yeah. Right. And then just below that, right, at a kind of hip level, there's actually this steel shelf. Okay. And on there is all the spirits that he's going to use for Most of the night. So basically the bulk of the night. Okay. And what those are, are basically is the, um, so the generic brand. Sure. I'm going to call it no name brand. Okay. Of spirits. Right. So what I mean by no name is that it's basically like the, the bottom, not necessarily the bottom. Some of them are got some good quality. I mean, we use Picardian on our rum, so I can't say it's bottom, but it definitely is not, uh,
1: High price, premium, yeah, classy spirit yeah. alcohol, right? It's kind, of, it's kind of like the basic bitch of the. It's like, of kind of the, like the basic level, yeah.
0: And then the top shelf is actually those ones you see behind the bartender, usually on shelves, elevated, usually lit up. Sure. And those are more expensive because mm-hmm. they're a higher quality. Sure. So, example, you take, see, a Bacardi white rum. Mm-hmm. That's a bar rail, mm-hmm. which we have where we are. And then you take, say, Picardi blended aged rum. Right. Well, that's more top shelf because it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. It's obviously a better quality rum. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. therefore, yeah, it's going to cost you more, and that's what's called the top shelf. I see. Yeah. And that's the difference between top shelf and barrel. Now, the, the story I want to actually mention this is because I worked in the States. I remember I told you about sure, that. Sure, yeah. Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, in the States, there are actually these companies that actually will produce spirits for you, and it's like their label and it's basically just, it's like the no-name brand. Oh, okay. So one right. of the companies is called Bellows. So okay. Bellows is a company that's kind of like this no-name of spirits. And they mm-hmm. make a gin, a vodka, a rye, a rum, sure. and a, a scotch. And so I used to have this customer come in and he would tell me, like, Craig, please, whatever you do, don't Bellows me. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> It's like, pardon me? <laughs> pardon me? Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of what? And he goes bellows me because like last time I came in here all I had was bar rail, and I had this massive headache the next day so I know oh, okay. that I don't want bellows.
1: Now, did he have thirty of them? Because <laughs> well, that
0: could <can> help too. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I and I, I kind of agree with him. When you usually do the cheaper alcohols, that's when the headaches usually come into play.
1: Yeah, they're a little less filtered and like you end up with some impurities. They usually and... a
0: little more harsh too on the palate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I um, I agree with that. Yeah. Example, like we use uh, Gordon's gin, uh-huh. um, which is our... a decent gin. Like that's what that's I use okay. when I'm when, when I'm just sort of mixing really like like yeah. gin gins and tonic if I just want or gin and tonic when I just want something just like bang. yeah you know gin tasting yeah it's okay but if i'm making something a little bit fancier or it's a special or gin on ice or something oh yeah a little
0: more top shelf you want something a little more refined
1: yeah right Um, well and and as i've said like i'm i'm a big fan of the Dillons. i think it's number 22 i could be wrong on that but it's a fantastic unfiltered gin um, um so you get some juniper, but you get a whole other bouquet of weird stuff going on in there that I uh, quite like, I must say. But you know what
0: though? Uh, what I like about the Dillon's gin and you're saying bouquet and all these other uh, elements to it. Mm-hmm. It's not like, um, I don't know if you ever had Bombay Sapphire where Bombay Sapphire has, and it's a good gin. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's so floral. It's got so many yeah. elements to it. Yeah. It's like okay, I can't. It's 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 a it's a tough gin to work with when you're mixing, especially tropical tiki drinks.
1: Kind of overpowers. It
0: overpowers anything you put it into it. Right. So it's like okay, it kind of takes away from everything else. Mm-hmm. So um, the gins that I actually use and I'm more uh, famous. Uh, I like like I rather use mm-hmm. is the a the top shelf gin. And that, sorry, that's not no, top shelf. Top shelf, but actually the name of the company is called Top Shelf. Which is kind of funny. So oh, I guess they're top okay. show. Yeah, shelf. no, we
1: are going into an Abbott Costello routine right now. I know. There. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, another one that um, actually thanks to you, I mm. actually went out and purchased. It's good. it's Muskoka. Muskoka oh. actually makes a gin now.
1: Well, I mean, I know they make a pretty damn good set of beers. So and
0: uh, here's the thing, and I mentioned this to a couple of people I know. They're like, oh well, yeah, every beer company's doing it now. It's like everyone's making gin and everyone's making mm-hmm, vodka. Mm-hmm. No, this is actually a really good gin. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I've got a lot of gins in my repertoire, in my inventory, mm-hmm. and this is probably one of the top ones I'd say.
1: Well, and I think I, I think actually I got to sample a little bit of it last yes. week, right? Or like like earlier this yeah. so it's uh, got a nice good yeah. hint
0: of juniper in it like a, it, it hits right to the forefront so it yeah. brings it right to the very front yeah. and uh, that's what gin's made it of so why not just bring it right to the very forefront yeah. right? and it yeah. makes it great it makes a good drink
1: no right on for, for sure. sure yeah way to go Muskoka there you go. See? Yeah. Sponsor That's just beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really?
0: Do we get, get something for that? Or yeah, yeah <laughs> Some yeah. sort of kickback? Wait, oh, sorry. You get all the kickbacks. I
1: usually get screwed. Well, I'm the one things. that keeps, yeah, you know, I'm putting their kids through college the way. Uh, <laughs> By the way you're drinking it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Um, and
0: no. my kids, too. Oh, we well, well, yeah, there, yeah, there. there you go.
1: Um, uh, I've got a question, though, and it, it yes. sort of goes back to something we, we, when, when we were talking about the recipes. Yes. You mentioned Smuggler's Cove. Right, and we've mentioned this before in a previous podcast. Yeah, and, podcast. and like it, it, it rings a bell with me, but yeah. I can't remember, was that the name of the original bar, the original Tiki bar, or was nope, it no? Nope. So else?
0: No, so Smuggler's Cove actually is a bar, but it actually was established in 2009 in San Francisco.
1: Okay, so it's modern.
0: And yeah. it's one of the top rum exotic cocktail destinations in the world, not just in the States, in the world. Impressive. Now, they actually showcase over 550 different kinds of rum on their shelves. <laughs> So imagine, you don't even usually see 550 bottles in no, a bar. No, no, not at all. Never mind just rums. That's amazing. So yeah. Martin Kate is the uh, owner. He's also a connoisseur of rum and exotic cocktail drinks. Hmm. Um, he also is the author of Smuggler's Cove.
1: Ah, okay. okay. Now,
0: Smuggler's Cove is a book that we've mentioned before on his podcast. And I think uh, if you remember Chris uh, Howe from uh, Evo... Uh, also mentioned his book as well. That's right. So, okay, yeah. No, when he had
1: a he had a well like thumb through like oh, like yeah the tabs yeah, and notes yeah. and everything. Yes. Yeah.
0: So Smuggler's Cove, the book, is actually kind of like the tiki bible now. Hmm. A lot of uh, tiki uh, mixologists or even bartenders I know in the gen- in the market, mm-hmm. or even that I've read with, mm-hmm. suggest that this is basically one of the books you definitely for sure have to get. Right. Um, so it, he actually wrote it back in 2016, had it published. Uh, with his wife rebecca kate Mm -hmm. um and also too it's like i said it's kind of like the bible but also too has original recipes from trader Vic and don the beachcomber okay and on top of that on top of that that's right if you act now (laughs) uh and call him next 30 minutes 30 minutes yeah um he'll throw in all the recipes to all the exotic spices and ingredients that go into tiki drinks oh wow Like oh. floral remember we talked about floral well I well, remember it's kind top of secret sin, sort of cinnamon ginger combination yeah but
1: well I remember asking uh, Chris. Uh, Chris yeah and and, an and he wasn't it. he wasn't too keen on <laughs> spilling uh, spilling the beans there, yeah so. so if
0: you're making tiki drinks and you also come across an ingredient that you can't identify or you don't know how to make pick up the smugglers codebook and I'm telling you it's in there
1: wow yeah so it's very cool. Excellent.
0: Yes. So today we're going to go on to a new segment. Mm. I know every time I start a show now, it seems like we have a new segment. Yeah. Well.
1: Well, and I like them. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always you fun know, to give a different
0: spin every time we do a new show. It's like, hey, we got something new for you
1: there. Yeah. So, so yeah, like so. So what's what's the segment? Word translation.
0: So the segment is actually going to be word translation, and okay. what I mean by that is that I've noticed when I travel that thank God the norm of her being there with me because I probably would not be able to get through a lot of places I've gone to mm-hmm. through my travels because right. she knows yeah. Spanish and she knows a lot of these other languages in the culture. Right. So well, that makes things a
1: lot easier.
0: Yeah. So we've all been there, right? Or maybe you haven't, but if you're going to travel, say, in somewhere in the Caribbean mm-hmm. or even in Hawaii... Then maybe some basic words you might want to know, mm-hmm. um, just so you don't come across like some ignorant tourists, yeah. and that you you know are showing sort of thank and you know showing them that you basically appreciate their culture, their language, and that you're you know you're happy to be there. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go through some words that we're gonna translate into uh, just basic words that we know in English, mm-hmm. and we're gonna translate those into phrase. Uh, sorry, into uh, either Hawaiian mm-hmm. and Spanish. Cool. So we're gonna say the word in English the first time, me and you. Yeah. And then the next one will be Spanish, mm-hmm. and then one after that is going to be uh, Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Yes. Understood. And so, therefore, and we're also going to put this also in the description, mm-hmm. so that way you also know how to write it. Mm. Okay. Cool. Um, I think it's just kind of cool because I'm, I'm one of these people, when I travel to a country, I want to show appreciation. hmm
1: Likewise. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I go to
0: a full, I go to a resort You're not where, just
1: there to take, you know?
0: No, no. I also want to give, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. show appreciation, like, thank you for, you know, your hospitality. hmm and so that's when we came up with this segment. We're thinking like, you know what? Better way to do it than to do it through this show, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is we gonna? Like I said, we gonna say a word in English, and then it'll be translated into uh, sort of Spanish the first time, and then uh, Hawaiian the second time. So yeah.
1: C- can I tell you a funny story here? It's a bit go of a tangent, it. but no, um, go for it so I, I spent uh, about a year living in China uh, doing the uh, the English teacher thing yes and I was uh, dating a girl uh, who was who, who was also Canadian uh, an English speaker not a, a uh, Cantonese or Mandarin speaker mm-hmm. and uh, we'd been we'd been basically living together kind of we both had our own places but we we spent most of the time together and um, she, uh, one night uh, she got really really bad uh, like cramps mm-hmm. Um, and all she wanted was a hot water bottle. Okay. (laughs) So we, at the, at the time we were living in sort of this, uh, building complex, but there were, uh, you know, there was a corner store and, and we knew the, uh, the fellows that work there, you know, we basically communicated with smiles and pointing and grunting at things. Right. Um, and so I went down there and tried to communicate hot water bottle.
0: (laughs) Well, actually not knowing what the words are. No, no, no. I didn't know right. what the words yeah, were. Yeah, I was yeah. just
1: trying to describe it. So I like drew a picture. Uh, they brought me a coffee maker. Uh, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not it. Um, so, oh, so, but that's good. yeah, that's good. 30 minutes later. Now, you know, the girlfriend, she'd been phoning me like, where the hell are you? You know? Yeah. And then finally, I don't know. I just, I managed to draw a picture. And then one of them kind of slapped his head. And he was just like, oh, 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 okay. No, we don't have those.
0: <laughs> oh no
1: after all that oh it was hilarious but but hey props to them they were so lovely and kind they actually yes. took me out uh, and they led me to a local pharmacy like they closed down their shop for me
0: no way yeah and they took wow. me to a
1: pharmacy and and lo-, lo and behold I got my girlfriend a hot water bottle
0: yeah so uh, I know yeah I know dun, all dun, about dun, trying dun, to dun, communicate dun, dun, without dun, language yeah <laughs> So it's drawing pictures is the way pictures, to go. Pictures yeah. grunting,
1: um, kind of doing like a like a Mad Libs uh, charades kind of thing.
0: I imagine like like I said, you when you moved there, like you probably didn't know much of the language right i so... didn't know any of the
1: language and i had like i had a little translation book but it didn't have hot water bottle in it but it did have the words hot water and bottle so and so kind of i kind of them. like grunted and pointed at like because you know it had it spelled it out in english and yeah. in uh, chinese characters yeah um and uh but yeah, yeah, like obviously it's called something else there so hot water yeah. bottle meant nothing to them right you know like like after, <laughs> I, like like you know bring me a kettle like what are you yeah. what, what, pal What? Oh what's my... God. but um but yeah so anyway all, all that to say it's important to know a little bit of the lingo when when you go go to places. yeah exactly
0: and uh, have you ever seen the movie gardens of the galaxy part two i have so remember the part where they're actually in jail and they're trying to tell groot to get something and It comes back with a desk, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> they' trying to get like a fin off the top of the head or something, yeah, yeah, it yeah. comes back with everything else, but even a but desk at one point, it's like no, a fin, a fin,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's remarkable that we ever managed to communicate quite honestly, wow, yeah.
0: that is uh, that would be a challenge, definitely going to a new country for sure.
1: so what are some of the words we're uh, okay we're so looking at
0: the first word we're gonna do in this translation is hello,
1: hola. Aloha.
0: Goodbye.
1: Adios. Aloha. How are you? Como estás? Pajea hoy. Thank you. Gracias. Mahalo.
0: Yeah, so hopefully, now what we'll do is, in like, case you notice, those are only four basic words mm-hmm. or, or phrases, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. So each time we bring a segment, we're going to get a little more. more complex. Sure. Right? Yeah. So um, it just, like I said, it just, it's going to help people if you want to go to, uh, you know, like I said, anyone in the Caribbean or Hawaiians. And that way you'll get to learn some basic words.
1: hmm Yeah, for sure.
0: Did you know? I did not. Okay. So we gave you some Polynesian facts about Tahiti. So it is a common tradition in Tahiti to wear a tier. Um, usually, that's you know, the you see the flower that's usually in the girl's hair. Okay, yeah, you no, see I've in seen like, that white five O, yeah, or yeah, yeah ch- Magnum Pi, that kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So the flower, apparently, if it's behind, it's usually behind one ear. Sure. Right, yeah. On one side Yeah. Or the yeah. Other yeah. Side.
1: It's like it's like I mean, in North America, you know, it's like how nerds put pencils. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, wait, wait, but, but the okay, no, now please continue, and then I'll finish it up with a joke. <laughs> oh no! I'm afraid to ask. Uh. All
0: right, so if it's on the left side, you are taken. Hmm. If it's on the right side, you're looking.
1: Okay, now that's really interesting because in North America, regardless of what side of the ear uh, the nerd puts the uh, pencil,
0: yeah, he's still a nerd.
1: Well, and they're they're still they're looking. <laughs> they're just yeah. still looking. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and just to be Leave. clear here, folks, I uh, I uh, frequently put pencils behind my ears, but if, I'm not looking. Hey,
0: if it's any consolation, I used to be a computer nerd back in like junior high. So yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, don't sit there and think like, well, Crank's being, picking on the nerds. So actually, no, 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 I used to be a nerd. No, and okay. and, and nerd is not a,
1: <laughs> n- not a, uh, uh an epithet. Yeah. It's, uh, hello. The Steve geek sh- Jobs. Yeah. The geek shall inherit uh, the hello. earth. Yeah. Oh, jerks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do some other facts. The letter yeah. B does not exist in the Teehean language. So Bora Bora actually is Pora Pora, huh. when it's, uh, which means firstborn. Visitors kept on saying Bora Bora, Bora. Bora yeah. so then they're like, "Well, let's just change it."
1: Interesting. <laughs> now, now I think I think there's certain um, places in Thailand where um, P's uh, and F's yeah uh, uh, are used a bit differently. So, so there's a place called Phuket, which is the proper pronunciation, but a lot of North Americans pronounce it "fa," ph- right? Cat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow. There you go. That that that's my contribution that's a cool to this discussion. You know
1: what? I did not know. Hey, beautiful! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god! <laughs> the show is turning into an English class. Yeah, there exactly. Go. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. Uh, it's, uh, it's sorry, in my English, history. Hawaiian, and Spanish, and class. Spanish. Yeah, so we're going yeah. all the <laughs> way around the world. <laughs> yeah.
0: we're making sure that you people are well educated out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. it. So here's another cool fact. So in mm. the Tahiti, um, country. Mm-hmm. In Tahiti, in Tahiti, yeah. in Tahiti. Uh, if you have a mailbox, it actually is not a mailbox. It actually is uh, a box that French bread is delivered twice a day to the residents. So if you want to get your mail, you actually have to go down to the post office to get your mail.
1: Well, so- I mean, I'm glad they've got their priorities straight. Um, but shouldn't it be called a bread box then?
0: No. <laughs> well, I don't think it's actually called. It, they call it mailbox. Okay. I'm just but- saying is that me and you would just like, oh yeah. look, there's a mailbox. It's like... Why, why is he, it so long? Why is yeah. he shoving bread into the <laughs> mailbox? Well, hey, those Tahitians, they need the carbohydrates, that's I guess. a lot of bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess they're, paying, they're getting paid in bread. Uh, <laughs> hey,
1: hey. Oh boy, that that was bad. Yeah. I mean, I remember when when I we can't used say to get. I have good jokes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I do have them. But
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got jokes, but you're not gonna like them. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid, like we used to get milk delivered to the house. But no, wait, wait.
0: Is that like milk back in the glass?
1: No, no. It was like cartons of milk. So, so okay. in in BC, like, uh, I mean, I guess we have them, but they're not like most people don't use them as the bagged milk.
0: Well okay here's an interesting fact and actually I know it's because I, I work at Su- Aero Sussex which has a lot of tourists from around the world Sure yeah so I had a couple in there from Vancouver and they actually told me you are the only province in Canada mm-hmm. that actually has bagged milk we- everywhere
1: else it's a cart well like a carton yeah. yeah so so we definitely used to have bag or like in BC yeah. there there did definitely used to be bagged milk. I don't know what the case is today, but bag milk makes so much more sense. Hello, yeah, it's less environmentally damaging. It keeps the milk fresher longer. it's lighter. Yeah. Um, it's like it's brilliant. I love bag milk.
0: Now, okay, maybe one of the things why it's like that is because the bag is in a plastic bag and I guess that doesn't
1: decompose easier. Than, say, maybe a milk crate? Yeah, well, yeah, because the milk cartons are like pa- like wax paper. paper, kind of. So, what if that
0: breaks down faster than, perhaps. say, plastic milk? So that maybe that, that's that may be the
1: case, but just in terms of volume.
0: Well, yeah, you can have four liters in, like, in, in, like yeah. we buy milk here in Ontario, by the way, folks. If you're not from Ontario, we buy it in this bag, which like has like fairly strong plastic bags. bags yeah. And it basically is equivalent to four liters. Yeah, and
1: you stick it into, like, a jug that sort of looks like what you would put juice in. Yep. Uh, just the bag, and you clip off a corner of it, and, and there you go. Bob's your uncle. It's uh, right. it works beautifully. No. I've I've been amazed at how long I can leave milk in my fridge and still have it drinkable.
0: No, okay. So I have to ask this question: <laughs> Were you one of those people? And of course, my my, my brother used to do this, huh? where the milk could be down at the bottom, and there'd be like a half an inch left, uh, and you wouldn't touch it because you don't want to be the one that has to put a new bag in. No, okay. No. So my no. brother would do that. He would like we're like um, you know, like why don't you have some? Ser- no, I'm I'm good. But as soon as I open up a new bag, oh boom, he's on it oh, like a yeah, fat kid yeah. on a Smartie. It's all over. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. really, seriously, you just can't put a new bag into the into the container like that. This takes too much effort. He's refined
1: <laughs> laziness into an art. I know. Yeah.
0: I know. Like, I what want the to hell? meet your
1: brother. I want to shake <laughs> his hand. Yeah.
0: Well, he's in the mines of Ca- in Calgary, so have fun with that. Oh boy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. He
0: only comes up for sunlight every three weeks. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> It's a scary thought because he doesn't shave for three weeks or shower for three weeks. So I can only imagine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, better him than me. It's not a pretty sight. Let's just say that. No doubt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he's making a fortune.
1: So, (laughs) and on that note,
0: and on that note, not that the show is over, but hey, the show is over. Mm -hmm. So let's just tell everybody about who we are and Mm. what we're all about. This is actually www.tikicentralcanada.ca. All one word. That's right. There's no hyphenations or spaces in there whatsoever, folks. Mm. Um, And you can put it uppercase, lowercase. It doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you really wanted to, you could do lowercase, uppercase, lowercase, uppercase, and it still wouldn't matter.
0: Exactly, yes. <laughs>
1: now, on there is pictures
0: of me and Cam in our bio, and hey, you're getting um, you're before, what 14th show now, so yeah. I promised you on the 20th show that we'll change oh, your picture. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, if, way, if I calculate it out, it's going to be right around oh, Christmas. I can't wait. So, what yeah. better gift I can get you, man, than a new photo? Wow.
1: Okay,
0: but hey, it like, really, can't be any, It's really you know, generous. Can't be any fish in there. You can't put any antlers on. Okay,
1: I'll um, I'll see if I can find my old banana hammock and. Uh, there we go. I'll get this started.
0: <laughs> oh god! Wait, wait! Is banana hammock a term for speedo? No comment. <laughs> oh god! This is an all-age show. You know that. Right? That's fine. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Good... Oh god! <laughs> I might have to leave the show. Yeah, I don't know how yeah, that's going go. yeah, right, to go. I'm going to use her Yeah, guy. okay, yeah. 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 Cam show now. I'm here on <laughs> in. yeah. So anyways, on there also too is links to iTunes and Google Play, which actually will subscribe you. And what it will do is mm. every time we have a new show uh, without the without the banana boat, um, then yeah, you'll get a notification saying, hey, we have oh, a new show. Oh, it ain't waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> so what, it shrinks or something? <laughs> uh, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> What, is just George Costanza? <laughs> I was in the pool. I was in the pool. Yeah. There's shrinkage. There's shrinkage.
1: Oh, God. Uh, poor George.
0: <laughs> poor. Come on. Hello. George had no chance at all anyway. No, Come
1: no, on. no. That's it. He's a ball fat guy. He lost before he even on, started. Yeah, he's got no yeah. shot whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Uh, also on there, too, is also streaming for all of our shows. So if you want to stream like me um, when I'm in the car, I don't want to actually like have to download anything. You can just stream it. You can do that. Also, too, there is a spot for questions and comments and we um, love questions and comments comments. yeah not at the same time maybe one comment and then then a question i I, I don't know
1: yeah i mean if if you're gonna say stuff like (laughs) like i have a comment and a question i found your show extremely unenjoyable and now my question when are you going to stop Uh, i yeah you can you can keep we're not gonna answer that yeah well actually we'll just add more shows (laughs) <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, I think I think I think our best response to that is is to just keep doing what we do.
0: Exactly. Well, hey, we have over five hundred listeners now, so uh, taps off to that.
1: Mm. So
0: we're doing good. We must be doing something right. Mm. Anyways, I think we are uh, kind of uh, depleted here. We need some more drinks.
1: Yeah, well, I'm basically out of beer, so... Uh, that's not a good sign. No. You know, when he
0: runs out of beer, folks, it's uh, everyone run for, run for the run for the fields, run for the hills.
1: It's a bit of a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde Yeah, that's right. Run situation. for the hills, folks, because yeah. it's going
0: to turn ugly. Yeah. Here we go. There's some swearing, so maybe we should go before that starts. Perfect, Nugent. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, folks, I think it's time to get out of here. Have a great evening, I'll guys. I'll talk to you later. Peace. Thanks. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink?